October 27th, 2013, Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan. 33 seconds left in the game. Calvin Johnson lines up out wide. Matthew Stafford drops back, looks deep. He airs it out to Calvin Johnson. He's down at the one yard line. Just enough time on the clock to take a shot. This is the fake spike game. Hello, and welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morrell. We're on the search to find the greatest games of all time. Today's episode, 2013 Week 8, the Lions, a viable playoff team at the time, Lions, versus the Cowboys, America's team. The fake spike. Basically, this is just an excuse to talk about Calvin Johnson. Two... What, 329 yards, Crazy. a tutty, and 14 snags. And he should have had like five touchdowns. He kept getting tackled at like the two. This whole game he's getting tackled right before he breaks in. Yeah, it was, uh, he didn't quite get always in the end zone, but he definitely made a lot of big plays. And a really, it, like a crazy game. That That's like a legit video game stat that he's throwing up against, you know, a, a pretty good Dallas Cowboys football team. Dallas was pretty good. They, I mean, they had a lot of guys. Romo was fun to watch, man. He was fun to watch. Uh, Witten, to see the drama on the sidelines with Des Bryant. Des Bryant was like, he's like a girl who's amazing in bed, but she will scream at you in the one train, you know? <laughs> and people are looking at you and you're like, why are you with her? And you're like, there's a reason she hasn't been released. Let me, <laughs> let me explain. Yeah. She is dynamite at one thing. It, that and, and you know, as a receiver, we all got a little diva in us, and we're not. Not gonna, you. I def. We all do. We all do. But not at that level. Not at that level. No. I mean, it, you got to keep that under the control, and and that's honestly the reason the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since my co-host Mike Irving, the playmaker, was playing on the team. So, you know, it'll be fun to get into that. Get. Calvin's perspective of being a complete polar opposite type of receiver. Yes, a superstar receiver like Des Bryant, if not like one of the best of all time. Who do you think's better, Des or, or Calvin? Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Talent. I mean, he was Optimus Prime out there, literally Megatron. He was a transformer. He looked like like I say it for Gronk all the time. He looked like a like a, a freshman high school kid playing against like third graders with how how much taller he was than all these defenders how how he could just run by people he can make the catch in traffic he can moss you jump over you didn't matter how what kind of coverage it was if he was lined up there he was never covered right yeah he was unstoppable it's just he unfortunately played for the detroit lions you know it's it's it'll wear on a guy to lose yeah, wear on a guy. Of and, course, and, and we've seen it here. You know, first thoughts you get of when you when you see a game like this, it's the Detroit Lions, and yeah. and you instantly think of man, Megatron could have had way longer career, even though he got beat up and stuff. But like when when you're not winning games, the motivation to go out there and literally lay your body on the line, you know, goes out the window. We saw it with Barry Sanders. We you know you see these generational type players that play on franchises that aren't notoriously known to win that's hard mentally for guys and i don't i don't know that 
Like, and I'm not trying to be a dickhead or like try to flex or anything. You're just like, I, you should, when we have money, you should be like, look, I can't relate to losing because <laughs> I always win. No, but we, we would lose. But like, yeah. I was in a different ecosystem. So it's, it's completely You different. entered a winning culture. So exactly. So I always had a motivation. I yeah. had a standard that we've always, we've talked about on this show. You know, when you, when you go to Detroit, I mean, the biggest thing you got going is Thanksgiving football. And that's usually when the season starts for and us. And we're all a little annoyed the Lions are still playing on Thanksgiving. I love it. It's tradition. I'm, it's tradition, but it's one of those where you're like, wouldn't you rather see a better team? I mean, you never know. You're going to you're gonna hear a little Eminem music, a little Kid Rock. I do like You know, that, in between yeah. half times, they might be at the game because they're <laughs> taking their family there. I love Detroit, man. Detroit, well, we're going to need that enthusiasm because... Uh, Look, Detroit pizza, we've we've raved about it. Detroit is cool. The franchise, the fans are great, too. We've seen the fans stick it out through the losing seasons. But, like, there's a reason you have guys like Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, icons at their position, icons of the league, retire so young. It, it, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough place to play. But this is actually a freaking crazy game. Great game. I mean... Back and forth, the crazy amount of explosion plays by Calvin Johnson, turnovers left and right. You know, Reggie Bush is on this team. Reggie Bush balls out for Detroit. We got Romo over there. Sean Lee has a big game. Uh, you know, you got Des Bryant, who I don't know what was going on, on the sideline, but it, it didn't look like it was, uh, you know, a friendly encounter over there. It didn't look like it was anything productive for the team that no. came out on the losing side. But. What do you think when you see that, when you see Jason Witten and Des Bryant just going at it? Like, you're someone from such a... I don't, you, don't, you don't really see that on Patriot side. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think that goes to coaching, honestly, because, I mean, if it's going on, they're allowing it to go on, and he's the type of player that's great enough to, like, where you have to... Yeah, you, you could you deal with shit. Yeah. You'll definitely deal with shit because he's gonna he's gonna score touchdowns. He's gonna be a baller. But when it gets to the area where it becomes a distraction to the team, and you have young football players, young guys, guys that are on special teams, guys that are rookies that are you know high drafted guys, and they're saying, "Oh, well, that's the superstar," and he's doing that, and he's still getting paid this money, and he's still like. That's not really what you want. That's no. going to tell me your team's not going to have the chemistry to go on in late December, early January to compete for a Super Bowl. Like, distractions will literally bury your team. And you had Tom Brady, and when you have a guy like Tom Brady who's not doing that shit, who on the Patriots can get away with it? Exactly. And that's and that's the truth. So, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Des Bryant. And I guarantee if you brought Des on here at this day and age, after watching those kind of antics and stuff, I bet you he would, he would think differently. He was a lot younger and he would probably wouldn't, he, he wouldn't agree with it. That's why he was teamless and he could still probably play. Yeah, I, mean, I bet we'd get a great interview out of him, but he would abuse our producers. But we'd be like, he, it was worth it for the interview. Hey, anything for Just the Just like interview. how he played, you know? <laughs> well, let's go back to October 27th, 2013. On this day, 2013, the number one movie in America was uh, Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. Did you ever see that? What do you mean? Was it? That was the Johnny Knoxville one where he was the grandpa? Wasn't was it? Oh, I thought that was a De Niro Jack. movie for some didn't they have a De Niro movie called Bad Grandpa too? Uh I believe De Niro was Dirty Grandpa oh. with Zach Efron. Um <laughs> Yeah, this was kind of one of those hidden camera jackass road trips, Johnny Knoxville dressed as an old guy. Um 
budget of fifteen million made one hundred fifty one at the box office. So Whoa! Can't be the, mad at that. Did you see Dirty Grandpa? I never saw that one. I, that was it, that was it. De just Niro's... came out recently though, like probably last last three years. With five. De Niro? Yeah, Dirty Grandpa was twenty sixteen. That was that's a De Niro money grab. That's that's your like his Brett Favre portion of his. That's Brett Favre and the Jets. De Niro. Well, it's Brett Favre and Wranglers for like twenty two years. <laughs> right? You'd always see Brett Favre in his Wranglers and the the truck throwing a, a you know a spiral to this other you know other guy who's got a beer belly who's probably clearly from like that area with the golden retriever like chasing him and stuff. That's <laughs> such Brett Favre right there. Loved it. Money grabs. Money grabs. De Niro, too. I mean, look, you either retire Daniel Day-Lewis or you work long enough to make Little Fockers. Let's be real. <laughs> right? Come I on. love the Fokker movies. I love the first one. The, made the first Meet the Parents is incredible. Be, the, yeah. I love that. That See, I don't know. I, li I like... I like that character for De Niro. He plays it so well. He's incredible in it. Uh, the first one. I, it, it, it was a money grab after that. Come on. Yeah. Huh? I guess. I mean, it was... But then, then they incorporated uh, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman and Barbara Streisand. And Streisand. They're great. I, they're, and, no, well, he not. was the sex teacher or she yes. was the sex teacher. Yes. The crazy thing about it is I have a friend who actually his mom is a sex teacher. And it was just like that lady, I guess. And like he used to tell me the craziest stories about her like like teaching him how to put a condom on, a banana. like at like Oh, my God. Like 10 years old. If there's a list of shit that I would not want my mom to talk to me about, that's top of the list. Imagine how embarrassing that mom is when you like, you're going to prom and you bring like the girl back to take photos. Like, <laughs> you know how embarrassing. In front of be? the girl, she's like, remember when you finger her work the clit? And you're like, all right, mom, <laughs> Jesus Christ, please. I mean, I couldn't imagine it. Just being a younger guy. <laughs> having... Terrible. Yeah. Ter Har terrible. Harlem Shake was. Harlem Shake was popping. I love, uh, but this was the reincarnated Harlem Shake, right? Because they had the Harlem Shake probably in two thousand four. Mm. I mean, that was probably when we were younger in high school. And then they had the Harlem Shake, uh, like video thing with like the Heat. You know, remember LeBron and and Birdman? They were doing in the locker room. Hilarious. It was pretty good. Yeah, I never had that much fun like that in the locker room. We weren't allowed to. Uh, you weren't allowed to bring any content in the locker room in Patriot World. That, that, I mean, can you imagine pitching that to Belichick? Like, Bill, please, it's for my stories. It's look, for my Instagram stories. Look, this is fucking Foxborough. Like, <laughs> this isn't fucking Hollywood. Get the fuck out of here with that snap face bullshit. He calls, sna he calls, <laughs> he calls it snap face. He calls it snap face. I love that. Like That he, makes me like Belichick even more. That's look, amazing. And he always has to like, he always, he always tell you like, I don't know what the fuck this shit is. Like, I have no clue. But like the snap face, this, that, you just keep it off the fucking premises, okay? Like that's what you always say. This is when uh, Michael Douglas uh, got throat cancer and blamed it on Catherine Zeta-Jones, remember? I thought he said he, 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 he gave too much congolinus. What is it? Congolingus. <laughs> Congolingus. Yeah. You know my pronunciations aren't always the best, <laughs> but I thought I heard it was because he had so many. He, he went down. He, he went down much? on so many girls that, you know, he th that's the reason why. And I, I would believe Michael Douglas. I, I, I think yeah. Michael Douglas is a stud. Yeah. And guess what? His doctor called it stage two. Totally worth it. I mean, <laughs> awesome. Michael Douglas is a legend, and I'm sure he's seen so many awesome vaginas in his day. Countless. 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 What's your I, favorite Michael Douglas movie? 
I mean, we all love Wall Street. Wall Street's classic. Gordon Gecko. I love the game. The game is great. Dude, the game is such a fucking crazy classic. movie. And it took place in San Francisco. So, like, it was like, I always, like, loved that. Wasn't it in San Francisco? I don't remember where it was. I think it was San Francisco. I remember, I remember the twists and turns, early Fincher. Dude, young Sean Penn. Young Sean Penn. He was... Michael Douglas just... Was Black just, Rain. You ever Black, see Black Rain? I never saw Black Rain. It's all right. But he always had the same. He was like always like a real rich guy that was up to some scheming. Yeah, always had a hot babe. Good, good villain. Good villain. Yeah, actually, my buddy. Basic Instinct. You've seen that. Basic Instinct. Every man of our age has seen that movie multiple times, jumping around scenes. I mean, being a '90s kid, it was hard to you know. It wasn't like nowadays. You no, it wasn't. You didn't, you, it just what the access wasn't there. You had to come up with the imagination. You had to be very, very creative on these these matters. You had to be. Channel, but channel, that was a classic. Channel ninety nine, <laughs> all, all fuzzy. I think I just saw something there. This is this week in sports: the Red Sox Cardinals two thousand thirteen World Series taking place. The Sox would be uh, they would tie the series at two on this same day. Yeah, I, I they won this one. Yeah, twenty thirteen. It was awesome. Jo- yeah. Johnny Gomes. He was on that one. Who was my other guy, Sammy? Uh, Nap. My boy, Nap. We would go. I, I hung out with a couple of those guys. We went to a pool hall once, and uh, Nap, I, someone may have beat me. And all I, all I remember, the last thing I remember, there was a pool stick in the wall. So, <laughs> you know, it was, we were competitive. We were very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Naps. He started some shit. No, like we we were like in a fun oh, manner. Oh yeah, not like, like was, that. Okay. Like we're boys, but like we were just like. But I you're think all competitive. Someone may have broke a pool stick. There was one on <laughs> the wall. Uh, this week in sports, Alex Ovechkin scored ten goals through the first ten games of the NHL season. Crazy, unreal. I mean, that guy was just a natural scorer. I, I know we have one of our producers, Kyler. He always talks about. You know, the Penguins, this, that, and, you know, Crosby. I love Crosby. Crosby, but, like, when you think of pure just scoring ability. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ovechkin was like LeBron for a while. He was just such a, a huge guy that could go around, be nimble on the ice, fall down, flick it in. I don't know. Power and, and skill. And an amazing personality. Yeah. Even though, you know, there's some things we there's don't... There's some stuff. He supports there, some people that we don't support here. I don't know if he supports them. We'll give him the well, benefit of the yeah, doubt, but, but he definitely hasn't put it out there that he doesn't support them. So, you know... Can you imagine if there was, like, a German star in the 40s and they're like, he's he's friendly with Hitler. He's just... <laughs> he's just... They're like, you know... But he, he's just... But a, he's a great athlete. He's a great basketball <laughs> player. He's brought the Lakers three Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be terrible. What was I doing in 2013? I was on the road hard playing a lot of shitty rooms. I was on the road every week that year. Uh, ooh, I remember doing like bars, some some clubs, uh, but I was I was going hard on the road that year and I was gearing up for a special, but I was, yeah, that was an unglamorous road I was doing. 2013, I was, uh, Welker got shipped out to Denver. Mm. Bunch of injuries on the team. Just a young spry guy trying to take advantage of opportunities. Trying to get in there. Trying to get in there where I fit in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we lost in the AFC Championship that year. That sucked. Yeah, what do we got, Jackie? 105 catches, uh, 1,056 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, it was a good year. It was a good breakout year. 
Julian Edelman, hot on the scene. That was a, that was a, you know, that's where it all changed. Almost became a giant after that year. Crazy. Yeah, they, you know. We would have loved to have you. You know. It, it we would have embraced you in New York. Would have been fun. And then I took a trip out to go potentially play with my hometown 49ers. And then the Patriots annied up and gave me some extra, some extra coin. But you went out. Did you ever think you were going to actually go to the 49ers? Or were you kind of like, let me get my money up a little or what? I was trying to get money up a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, when you get there and you go and you walk in the facility and you see the pictures of Joe Montana, Jerry okay. Rice. Right here. Look at You that. know what I mean? Yeah. Brent Jones. You see Tom Rathman in the hallway dap you up with the fat chewing. Or I don't know if he's supposed to have that in, if his wife will get mad at him. But, you know, better for the story if someone hears that. Uh you know, those are the things that I grew up on. I love sure. those guys. Hometown kid. I'm sure they use that. Did yeah. they say that? Were they like, I mean, this is this is your team, right? They were saying a bunch of shit like that, but yeah. uh, and they were gonna pay me actually more money. Really? <laughs> yeah, but a lot more. Nah, not like significantly more, but a good amount. I actually, I mean, yeah, it was pretty good amount. But you but know, you were thinking what long term? I'm better off staying in New England. Uh, I loved Boston at the time. It was, you know, I liked the system, the ecosystem. I liked the coaching, and then you know the quarterback. Did Tom reach out to you at all during no. this period? No, no, no one, no one fucks with your shit when you're. No, when you're no, everyone lets you go and do your thing when yeah. you, when you're in that free agent world. But did he say anything when you came back? Any of the guys be like, "We're really glad you resigned." Did anyone say anything like that? Yeah, once you get once you resign, you know, the, you know, everyone comes at you because like it's like a standoff in the facility when you're there, like in your contract, you're, you know, you're having your exit physicals and like you guys have been talking, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. And then like free agency period comes and, you know, you, you walk by Nick Casario, who's the GM of, you know, Houston right now, who was doing a lot of the contracts or or Bill would try to corner you in and. And like try to talk about contracts without your agent and stuff. Like try to bully you. Wow. You know, and, and, and not bully you, but like you know, he's just sometimes you got to cut out the middleman. You try to get the deal done right there. And sure, I would always play dumb. I, I'll coach. You know, it's. it's my I think agent. I think I have an agent for this. Yeah. yeah, coach. You know, I don't I don't know this stuff. I'm just a dumb football player. <laughs> I would always tell him that. You know, I'm just worried about X's and O's. You man. just forget English football. <laughs> football <laughs> fun. <laughs> football fun coach work hard <laughs> that's amazing that bill's trying to go around your agent i don't know if he was trying to go but he would you know you see of course him he was in the cafeteria he hey jules come sit down you know this is some new england clam chowder right here they don't make it like this in uh, the bay area actually i think that's a hot take yeah i think the chowder and I might get hated on is better in the bay Area. i don't know if it's a better chowder but you get it in a sourdough bread bowl and I'm say, a sourdough kid, and and when you get that the soup in there, the chowder is amazing in New England. The seafood overall in in the Bay Area is pretty top notch. It's very good. I, I I would say like it's just it's a little different. I like the breads, the yeah. breads in the Bay. Like the, I don't know if it's the humidity, but like anytime you put that that soup, the soup I can give you a twenty ten. 15% difference on soup, which is going to be okay if I have, you know, the bread bowl that's fucking spectacular. That, like, the best part of the soup is when you get it in, you get a little of the, the bread yes. in there, and then you eat it afterwards. You throw a couple of the seagulls while you're on the, you know, on the bay. <laughs> 
So, so Belichick, he say anything, any, you remember anything he said that tried to keep you there? Any, any of the phrases? No. In fact, everything he said made you want to go. Like what? Look, like you're not the best fucking receiver in the league. (laughs) He's negging, he's negging you? It's a negotiation tactic. It's a negotiation. So I go into these, I go into this thing like, man, fuck, dude, I'm terrible. What is this? Jeez. (laughs) He beat you down. He got him. Belichick. Just he talking, got me. Talking. He got me for a good price. I mean, you you got to tip your hat to the guy. No, he's it's literally like he's the dude who would go to a girl at a bar. Like you're okay looking, I guess. <laughs> That's Belichick's vibe. I mean, you're like, I mean, it's last call, and you're fine. I mean, I heard other guys saying you have a weird nose, but I think you're good looking. You know, I don't. And and she'd probably end up leaving with him. Yeah, Belichick's got game. Clearly, Belichick's clearly got game. He negged you in the stand. I mean. Linda, she's a good-looking lady. <laughs> I mean, he, he's got some game. Belichick is, Belichick's got game. He negs people. All right, well, let's get to the teams here. Detroit Lions, they're four and three entering the game. They fit. They win this game to go five and three, and they finish seven and nine. Holy shit! They were in contention at the time. They, they were, were second in their their division. I think they were a half game out. I mean, that's. They didn't finish right on that one. Coached by Jim Schwartz. Schwartzy, as as coach would always call him. Yeah. They coached together a bunch. He was fired at the end of the year because <laughs> you can't finish. You can't finish like that. Added Reggie Bush in the offseason. They had Calvin Johnson and young Matthew Stafford, who, you know, we talk about Stafford like this is where he, you know, he struggled in Detroit, and he's a Super Bowl champion now. I mean, this is where he he came in who he was as a quarterback. Yeah, I- this is a part of his story and his foundation. I mean, yeah. if you watch these games, <clears throat> he's a, he's the ultimate gunslinger. Yes. And he just went around throwing that thing. Didn't matter what coverage it was a lot of time when you have a guy like Calvin Johnson. Sure. You know, it's going to work. But the thing that impressed me the absolute most is where he would he would throw a ball and you're like, man, why is he throwing that ball into a team meeting? And he'd throw, you know, a pick and then maybe another pick and, and things are going crappy. But then he had the ability to have a short memory. Yeah. Like it didn't matter at the end of the game. You were still going to get great performances out of Matthew Stafford, whether they were winning or losing. Like the guy could just turn it on and off. And you saw it in this game for sure. You saw it in this yeah. game and you saw it with L.A. Rams this past year winning the yeah. Super Bowl. There were times where people were like, oh, Matthew Stafford, he's not going to be able to do it. He's not this. And what did he do? He let his team down, two-minute drives all the time, and he learned how to do that in these early years in Detroit. Going through tough defenses in that on that road to the Super Bowl, too. Definitely. Yeah. Niners. I mean, that that, yeah. that was a great defense. I mean, yeah. those guys, the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, when they needed a crucial play, he made them. Yeah. No doubt. Um. N- Nama can sue. Do you think he's a dirty player? I mean, I don't. Yeah, probably. What do you think? I can't read minds, but I can read mannerisms. And there's been a few of those things where you're like, holy fuck, I don't know. That's probably not allowed uh, in <laughs> uh, medieval fucking gridiron type shit. <laughs> you know what I mean, that ain't even allowed in the arena back in the Greek days. Yeah. But uh, he's always a good player. I think he grew up, though. He's He's grown up. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stud. He's the type of guy you want on your team, though. He's, at this time of his career, too, he was a fucking monster. A lot, of mon- a lot of talent on this Lions team. I mean, they were a decent football team. Yeah. They just... They fell apart. They fell apart. 
Phew. Excuse me. Wow, that was I, a quiet sneeze. I like to hold them in. That it gives was... you like a little head high. Wow. It's weird. <laughs> Are you doing whippets off your sneezes? I do. I do. It's like, well, ah, 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 ah. And you, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spread germs. I try to, I try to put them back into my, my body and let my body defend the germs. Respect. Now let's get to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. They were four and three entering this game, mm-hmm. figuring themselves out, finished eight and eight, coached by Jason Garrett, missed the playoffs for the fourth straight year. I mean, Crazy. Tony Romo's eighth year as a starter in Dallas. Des Bryant caught 93 passes in 2013, which is a career high, even though we saw there was definitely some uh, some friction uh, on sidelines at times with him, and, and it seemed like uh, probably 35% of the team. So yeah, He's like Amber Heard. I mean, it, I'm sure the sex was great, but he's a lot. So... <laughs> They had Pro Bowlers Des Bryant, uh, defensive tackle Jason Hatcher, running back DeMarco Murray. Yeah, wow. He was a beast. Yeah. Left tackle Tyron Smith and the Jason Witten tight end leader guy. Great tight end. One, one of, I mean, so many years as a Giants fan just watching him run all over us. A great player. He's a consummate pro, and you yeah. saw in a lot of these clips of this game Hey, he's always trying to, you know, settle everything down. Sure. You know, and and it, it takes more than just one guy, you know, a leader. You know, I, I think that, you know, that that has a lot to do. There's a lot more to that that picture, you know, that that macro. I don't know how to explain this, but is it going in the right way? Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm using my hands right now, and I'm, I know I'm this is a podcast, them. but <laughs> 2013 narrative for these Cowboys. Romo signs a six-year, $108 million contract coming wow. off an 8-8 eight and eight season. Clearly, he was the guy of the future. Yeah. Hadn't made the playoffs in three seasons. They were the team looking to get over the hump. They were always close, especially in that AFC East. There's always those teams. They're beating each other up each and every year. Yeah. Uh, Romo took a beat in most of the season. He had a bunch of injuries. He started hurting his back. Um, and are, are they still America's team at this point, the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, statistically and, and off of winning, probably not. No, they're not. Uh, you know, it, the parity of the league right now is is really good. But uh, when you see in 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 person how they travel their fans. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that love the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, huge stadium. It's a huge stadium, but, yeah. like, everywhere, like, in the country. I remember they came and played us, I think it was this year, or it could have been 2000, it was 2019. One of these years, we went out there, uh, whatever. They came to Foxborough, and they had, like, probably 30% of our, our stadium. And no one comes into Foxborough getting any of our, our, our passes, usually, or our tickets. Wow. It was gnarly. I remember hearing, like, you could hear Cowboy chants. Was a lot of dudes our age who are Cowboys fans because of the 90s Cowboys, because of Emmett, because of Troy, because of Irvin and Dion. I mean, there's a lot of dudes our age who are like, well, I just like the Cowboys because they won all the time. Yeah, and then you get a lot of the old timers with the seventies, you know, of course, those seventies yeah. cowboys with Stahlbach and 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 you know uh, what was his the running um, 
he just Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett, and and I mean the the countless players that they had. Geez, brain fart there. He was a stud. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys they've had a lot of tradition of winning. It's kind of like we need to start seeing it here in the modern day here soon. You know, they got to get something going. They they got to make changes and they're or, or they got to do something. Yeah. I don't know sure. what it is, but. Cowboys being good and Cowboys doing I mean the league needs that. They do. The Just league like the, the Giants. League, the the league. Giants need to be good. I'm with you, man. I'm, you I'm know, I, we we need some, a, a New York team to be good. For sure. They're, they're, the Rangers the Rangers the Yankees they're, they're looking all right. We're we're on the up and up. I I I know. We'll see. It's early. <laughs> it's uh, early. So, uh all right. The, this is this game. This is a week eight matchup between uh, four and three teams. As we said, Calvin Johnson was in the middle of a historic run at wide receiver, six Pro Bowls in a row. I mean, insane. Cowboys. I don't know what that feels like. All right, thanks. <laughs> well, you know what Super Bowls feel like. Yeah, but, right. we'll see if he'd want to s- switch places with you. Maybe, I don't know because I think you know you've said it before. You wouldn't trade these Super Bowls for for anything, right? No. So that's you know no. things we remember. Rings Calvin and things, Jones. bro. Calvin Johnson things. Calvin Johnson had 329 yards in this game, which is, as you said, video game shit. It's fucking, what is this, NFL Blitz? I mean, Jesus Christ. Great game. I mean, yeah, he was getting stopped on the one-yard line, but he was making, like, these crazy catches, bow routes, deep posts, and then they'd play way off of him, and he'd get these soft, like, 30-yard chunk plays, catch and runs, incredible play, like... He could do it all, and and, yeah. and that's what you saw year in and year out. But what you also saw in these games, man, like he's so damn big. These dudes, they they threw to him so much. He caught fourteen balls. These guys are tattooing him. Yeah, there's so much surface area to hit, and he's playing hurt already, as we know. He's always hurt. He, His back is messed up, right? He was he was a little banged up. I don't know. Was Jack was he banged up in this game? I, I don't know. Well, but, said he has been struggling with back stuff since he was young, probably. I mean, when you're that big and and like your your energy output is just like it's it's fucking crazy. Like your your the human body's not supposed to do what he's probably done. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then things we may have forgotten. I mean, we we forgot Des Bryant's one handed TD catch, which was fucking amazing over there in the red area. Yeah, you know that got probably outshined by how he acted on the sideline. Yeah, you know, and because it was in a losing fashion, I used to say all the time. You know, in, in big, big games that, like, you know, a player would look at me like, oh, you know, we're doing good here. Well, no one's going to remember shit if we lose the game. Right. You know, they're going to remember the dumb shit, the bad shit. So, like, let's go out and win this fucking game, and then we'll talk about it. For sure. Come back in the last minute. You know, vintage Matthew Stafford playing gutsy at the end of a game, doing an improv play, fake clock, Jump over the pile, score touchdown, win game, like pretty cool. It was a fucking. It was a pretty exciting game. Young Matthew Stafford with a just, as you said, short memory, mature, pretty cool. Which brings us, Sam, to the gaming corner presented by WinBet, our favorite sponsor. Love gambling, dude. 
Gambling is Gamb- so fucking cool if Gambling. you do it responsibly. Yeah, if you're responsible, same with drinking. Responsibly, you know, Bud Light Seltzer. I like to pound like five or six of those. Are they know? sponsoring us? I don't know, but maybe We don't know will. yet. So maybe we like Bud Light Seltzer. Maybe not. Maybe we don't. We'll keep you guessing. I don't We're know. We're going to keep you guessing. Who knows? It's up to you if we like you. We don't know yet. Do we? We don't know. I don't. So how many, the prop bet with Calvin is how many compliments can you give to Detroit? I'm telling you, I fucking love Detroit. I like Detroit. You love Detroit. I love Detroit because I went there in like 2007 for like Mac Media Day. Went to like, what do they have? Greek Town, some some casino. It was like my first time going to a (laughs) casino in Detroit. Then we went to like the MGM or something. Met up with some other guys, Larry, Larry, uh, Larry English on Northern Illinois was there. Who he, he was a first round pick, and we've always talked about just the fun stories we had in Detroit. And and like we went there and and stayed in Detroit, uh, and practiced training camp out there like a few years back. And we went to like the Ford Museum, which. Is like one of the biggest square foot museums indoor under a roof or something. They had everything from like all the president assassinated cars that presidents were assassinated in. Whoa. They had the, the Rosa Parks bus. They had like the bench that fucking like I think like Abraham Lincoln like sat in or they had the chair that he got shot at. Like they had wow. so many crazy fucking things. Which as a kid, like you hear about and learn all about this stuff. You're like, oh, that's cool. But like when you get older, you start to appreciate stuff. So I I experienced that. The pizza, as we talked about. Great pizza. Phenomenal pizza. I mean, we've already, this is how many compliments do we have? Uh, Yeah, how many compliments do we have? Also, I should say that you did tear your ACL in Detroit. So it's fucking terrible field. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So is that a negative one for the compliments? All right. You know what? Like I will, I fuck with Detroit, but the, the plane surface. Yeah. You know, I was going to sue. <laughs> I was going to sue. How How are we a professional? This is a multi-billion dollar company, and we got a fucking sticky surface. Would it be a bad a look fucking... for our people, though, if you if you were the only wide receiver to sue? Yeah, it'd probably be bad. <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't have done it. I, 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 and I just say that because that's, you know, you get emotional after sure. you know, something like that in a fucking preseason game. It was actually the trip Brutal. I went to the Ford Museum. I actually got to meet Mrs. Ford, too. That was a huge wow. honor. That was crazy. You know, being a you know, mechanic's son and, and meeting, you know, one of the cornerstones of the automotive world. Amazing. Um, but yeah, the, the fucking field. I don't think it was safe. Well, and that's where Calvin had to play. Yeah, and I I would retire too. I would have retired after fucking two years in that place. Detroit Lions, figure it out, guys. But the people in Detroit is fucking The people are cool. I've played there many times in the comic. I love the people in Detroit. And and one other thing, you know, a tip tip of the cap to Detroit, you drive on those those streets, Mm -hmm. you drive on the freeways, all you see is American-made cars. Respect. I, I growing up in California, I, I'd never seen that in my life. Yeah, I, I, I was like, "What? Wait a minute! Where's, there's no Hondas, no Toyo. It's like Ford, GM, Chrysler, Jeep, yeah. and that's it." I don't yeah. know why I saw that. I'm, my dad's a mechanic, so I always see that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Sure, I can't drive really, so I, I respect anyone who can drive. 
Well, you can't catch either because I threw you the bathroom key. <laughs> I didn't think we'd today. bring that up on air. Let me tell you something. I, I felt terrible. Julian tosses me the bathroom key. It's a weird shape. It's disc-like. I fumbled it. I thought about diving it like you in the Super Bowl, but that would have looked weird to dive for probably a bathroom key. Probably would have got a camera. We got yelled at. What if I cost us like twenty grand diving for a bathroom key? Would you, if you made the catch, I think it'd be worth it. <laughs> I'm never going to live this down. This is like Julian told a story on this uh, drop in a pass from Tom Brady early on. So it gives yeah. me hope that I can regain Julian's respect. That, that's a terrible pass. That was a well, come on. I mean, you got to be on your toes over here. Hey, <laughs> can't say that to Brady. I don't know, man. I never said that to the, you can never blame the quarterback. Did it touch you? It touched over here. Did it but touch? It, was, it skimmed my jacket. All right. We got a skimmer. Fuck. All right, <laughs> enough of these antics. <laughs> let's get Calvin Johnson on this. But before then, let's take a quick break. Right, Jackie, we got something. Yeah, what do we what do we want to set this prop bet number at? Over oh, under? I'm going five, four point oh, five. Let's yeah, we got to set this prop bet four four and a half. Yeah. All right, four and a half. It is four and a half. All right, All let's right. let's hear from Calvin Johnson. But before that, let's take a quick break. Calvin, what's happening? How you doing, Julian? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Dude, I I, I just got a little I just got a little nervous. <laughs> when I was hey, when I started going, when I started balling, he was like already the guy forever. Like the best. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. All right. Welcome Calvin Johnson to Games with Names presented by WinBet. Now we this is a special treat, okay? We got we got a guy that caught not a guy, a goat that caught three seven hundred and thirty one receptions, eleven hundred yards, eighty-three tuds, six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds, second overall pick behind Jamarcus Russell, which that was a complete bust. I bet you the Raiders are probably saying we should have got him first. <laughs> Spent his entire career in the beautiful, the great I love Detroit. Rock City, Hall of Famer, yeah. six-time Pro Bowler. You throw it up, they call them 50-50 balls. No, that's that's 90-10 balls to, 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 to Calvin. Those are 90-10 balls. Those are those halfway <laughs> jump balls. They call them Megatron. Megatron. Cal Megatron. One of the coolest nicknames. Of all time, Megatron. Thank you for joining us, bro. Great to, hear, great to be here, man. Looking forward to it. Man, well... We're over here. We're, we're talking about the fake spike game over in 2013. You just so happened to set a record on that game. I know it's called the fake spike game. You just so happened to go for 14, 329 yards. <laughs> and one touchdown, but you could have had like five. For some reason, they kept getting you like in motion at the three or at the one. You were like this close to getting having like a five touchdown game. Yeah, yeah, I got tackled at the one a couple times. <laughs> How's retirement life treating you? Man, you know, been a lot more busy than I thought I'd be. You know, having your own business out here, you know, it's just an everyday thing. You know, just dealing with your people, your culture, and your numbers on a daily basis. You know, it's shoot, I, I meet more than I do now than than we did uh, when I played ball. I know it's crazy. It's 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 almost like you can say yes now. You know, when you were playing, it was like, I can't do it. I got ball. I got, you know, not yet. I'm not. Now you, now like they're like, you're not playing. So what else you want? You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a crazy dynamic. Um, 
Roy Williams. <laughs> He's the one who nicknamed, came up with Megatron. Like, what do you think of this nickname? It's probably one of the sweetest, craziest, dopest nicknames that I uh, I parlayed off a, a, a little nickname off of, you know, just but just the fact that it was the dopest nickname. Yeah, I have to say, man, it's it's one of the coldest ones out there, man. Uh, when it you know when it happened, it didn't catch on in 2007. That's when Roy uh, gave me the nickname, and uh, it didn't really catch on until 2008, really, when I really had a, a pretty good uh, year, my second uh, year in the league. But uh, the name Megatron, yeah, it, it's 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 I can't really say what other name out. Give me another name out there, Megatron. I mean, what other nickname? Give me some more nicknames in sports that are like just as the good. Mom. I mean, the Mamba, the Mamba, that's dope. That's, yeah, that's, Kobe that's and Black one. Mamba. We had Paul Pierce on here. Uh, the, the, truth, the Truth is a good the one. The Truth is dope. This, the Truth with is all those good ones, man. Alan, <laughs> the answer, Iverson is pretty damn the cool. answer. Love AI, yeah. You know, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Yeah, the, the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got to ask you this, Calvin. Have you heard this, that Julian, during one of his breakout seasons, was referred to as Minitron? <laughs> you know what? Um, prior to Julian just saying that before, I've heard that before. You know, you 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 were an animal out there, and I appreciated the work ethic more than anything. But then you out there making plays for the goat, man. That was dope, man. So I commend you, bro, because that was a you. I saw, I watched you. I saw you out there. You can't help but see you. In, you're in freaking. You're up there playing with the goat, but man, you did your fucking thing up there. Excuse my language. Nah, it, it, it's you can. You're, swear. you're a Detroit guy. If you don't say fuck at least one time, you lose money. So. <laughs> Hey, how good is the pizza in Detroit? Man, there's so many options. You know, I, one of my business partners, I feel like he eats pizza like five days a week just because he has so many options. But yeah, we have great pizza up here. You don't know, you don't even touch all the national chains because we have so many local spots that just do a great job. It's it's unbelievable. Great restaurants. See, it's coming from Calvin himself. Michigan, I'm telling you, man, Michigan has everything, dude. You can do it in the summertime, you got beaches. In the wintertime, you can snowboard. And there's everything else in between, boating, everything. Beautiful vacation area. Are you still in Detroit right now? I love Michigan. You know, I, I'm not in Detroit. I'm just outside of Detroit. But, um, yeah, I mean, Detroit, Michigan, it's, it's home for me. Now, I thought one of the dopest things about Calvin Johnson was when he was in college, he rocked 22. As a receiver to rock 22, like, that's so fucking dope. You think of, like, Emmett Smith. You don't think of a wide receiver, right? It's 21. It's 21. I play oh, 21. Oh, 21. 21. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that so, was uh, number, But uh, the fact that he wore that, it was because it was a triple option, right? You guys ran the triple option, and then they would just throw a deep to you. <laughs> that's what everybody thinks. Like, when I was there, I had Chan Gailey as my head coach. So, like, two years after I left, um, was it Paul Johnson? He was the guy that brought the triple option from Navy and Demarius Thomas. I guess he was the one that was DT. highlighted in that, in that offense because, you know, every time it was third down, everybody knew who the ball was going to, but you couldn't stop it. They threw it up to DT and you just couldn't do nothing about it. But I was fortunate to have Chan Gailey. He had a, he had a pro style offense. Yeah. He, uh, he coached uh, uh, Aikman and those guys out in Dallas back in the day. Dude, that's low key receiver you. Georgia Tech. That's insane. Demarius that, Thomas, yeah. Calvin Johnson. You guys had a couple others, no? Yeah, we had a couple others. Um, shoot, Jason. Um, what was Jason's last name? He went to New York. Uh, he went to the Jets. I think Waller, um, the tight end out of um, what you call it, uh, Raiders came out of there too. 
But um, I can't say I can't I can't claim wide receiver you anymore after they uh, kind of blew up the program with the triple option. <laughs> I know, I know. What was uh, what was it like playing with a gunslinger like Stafford? You guys had really good chemistry. It was dope, man. Um, to have somebody that can put the ball anywhere on the field at any time, you know, uh, Stafford was that guy. As as we saw this year, you know, the great thing about what he did, man, was the fact that we all knew, as you know, as teammates, you know, people in Detroit, we knew he could do that. But it's just really just putting all the pieces around. And then that's what, you know, L.A. did. They they fully invested in their team. They had a great defense. And they were missing that one piece at quarterback. And they went and got it. And we see where it took them. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree completely with, with you. I, I remember Stafford would go out to Long Beach. And he would throw with uh, Tom House and Adam over at that little camp. And I threw with him one time. And and I've gone out there and throw with a bunch of quarterbacks. And, you know, sometimes their timing's off or they miss you on a deep ball. They, they can't track you. They don't know your speed. They get all weird out of in and out of cuts. You know, like me and Matthew Stafford went like 44 for 44. Never met him. Never did anything. Does it cool. feel like you're cheating on Tom when you do this? It, it actually does. It does. <laughs> and then he asked me to go have beers with him. Like, oh, my like, God. That's the cool thing about Matthew Stafford. Then he Let's... kissed your neck. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the hell <laughs> what? this team also hey reggie bush low key, reggie was balling this year you guys had a pretty good team we had a great team we had a squad man we just just couldn't put it together i mean we i think did we go to the playoffs that year no it, it, not it. that what, what year was that what year was 2013 about? yeah yeah man you started yeah. pretty high i think you were five we started high and then we fell off i guess yeah yeah we should have we didn't we, we had some pieces there just not all of them was that frustrating? I mean, you're such a great wide receiver. Was it frustrating to not be part of a, a culture that that put it together for you guys? You know, the funny thing is that, you know, when you're there in the time that I was there in Detroit, you don't know what you do. Well, you know what you have, but you don't know what you don't have. And, you know, until you go to another team or until some other guys come from other teams and they're like, why is this this way and why is this that way? I'm just like, well, shit, this is all I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? What, what's and, an example? And, of that? and I'll have to say, like, when I when I retired, I was able to go to visit some of my other coaches that are other other teams, and you know, just try to impart some wisdom on the receiver groups. And you know, you just see the different the differences in the programs and how they maybe take care of their players or the things that uh, maybe administration and management might do for their players. You know, that affect them. You know, with their business careers after the game. You know, you might, those are just things that were just like, wow, I didn't know that this was done in, in other places because we didn't get that in Detroit. Yeah. Well, I'm, I got the complete different opposite perspective of that. And I'm sorry to have to bring that up. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I'm happy for you. It's all good. <laughs> no, but it, it's, you know, it's true, but it's also like, you don't know, like, I don't, I don't know how it is at other places when you play all your career at one place mm -hmm. and yes, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, you get kind of like institutionalized almost. I don't, it's kind of hard to say, but you're like, hey, well, uh, this is how it I goes, it. I guess. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> Where are you coming from? Let's get into this game. So, first drive, or you hit the dart route. It was that a dart route, a called pass where you go for like 80, seven? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was just a slant, you know. Um, slant route with the, was it a built in slant with the run play called? Yeah, it was not. I believe that was that might have been a uh, kill call. It could have been a it could have been a run play action, not play action, but a, a run and play option there. I remember uh, if we had the one on the one high look with the with the single covers that we're going to go, where he's going to come to me with the slant. It's just automatic. 
you know, and uh, it's press coverage. That's what we like, you know, and slants. I love yeah. it. And uh, with Brandon, though, Brandon like to play a little uh, leverage inside. So it makes it a little bit harder. You know, either I have to get his shoulders turned. And with Brandon, I really have to push him down and feel like almost 10 yards to get his, his shoulders turned because he's aggressive, but he plays a little catch technique. So I have to really get him running, but I don't have the time to push downfield, you know, seven, eight yards to get his shoulders turned. So with Brandon, I just wanted to get a little, a little use his aggressiveness against him, get into his shoulders and just use my shoulder pads to bounce off of him and at contact. And at the point of contact, you know, be ready to stick that foot in the ground and separate. And basically well, that's exactly what happened. And, and, that, and that's what separated Calvin. Like, what, what do I call you? I, 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 we don't really know each other. Is it Calvin? Do, you, do I call you Megatron? Do I call you Johnson, you know funny, CJ? Man, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like, even sure. If, like, a lot of people really know my name because they just call me Megatron all the time. But Calvin's cool. <laughs> all right. Maybe Cal? <laughs> Megatron's better than, like, good. Chief or Bub, though, if you forget someone's name. That's at least a cool <laughs> replacement. Yeah, it's all, it's but, uh... I mean, you're balling out already. Do you do you know when it's going to be a, a hot game for you? Do you just feel like, oh, they can't hold me? Do you just know this day? Yeah, when I went for that one, I was like, okay, this is a, this is easy 200 yard game. I don't have to do much to get 200. I wasn't thinking about going for three of it because I haven't done three before. But 200, I had a couple of those, and I was like, yeah, this is a 200 yard game. And you and you say something to Matt like they can't hold me, something like that. Now, when when Matt, no, it's just like a feeling when, when Matt's hitting me, when we're hot and we're, when we're going like one for one, two for two. Then it's just that kind of day that, OK, we're he's just going to keep feeding me until he can't. And, and the crazy thing is. Which which makes it outrageous to me, you guys turn the ball over what four, you guys turn the ball over a bunch <laughs> four times. Yeah, <laughs> it was the first time like. It was like one of like. 32 times that it's ever happened that a team with four turnovers won a game and it, and it's because of pretty much you. you you able to go out and get all these explosion plays like to keep this keep the game close like when you're when you're balling out like that and and you feel this what are you thinking? Do you are you going to Matt in the huddle, just saying like, if they're off, hit me. If if they're not, let me hit me on that bow route. If it's too high, just put it high. I can't get it. No one can get it. Like it, you guys are just in emotion. It's just you know a lot of our routes have like whether it's a conversions or a lot of routes I'm on or just have they have coverage beaters. So with, with two different coverages, there's always an option, you know. And that's the kind of situation that the coach had to put me in. Just give me a lot of options on my routes. And um, because every time I, I mean, every time, every game we play, I'm always either I'm in a triangle. I got double coverage um, too high the whole game too man the whole game. Um, they had to find options in, for me to be able to, you know, have variances in my routes. And it really at that point, it's just my, myself and Matthew practicing this in, in, on, during the week. And, you know, for me, you know, all the stuff that happened during the on, on game base, all those things happened during the week. You know, all those plays places. I had to get those reps. I know that those were going to be the plays called. And I wasn't satisfied during the week unless I got had a good rep at, at least uh, probably a couple of times at all those plays. So, yeah. Well, in this last minute drive, you're down 30 to 24. Uh, Stafford hits you for 17. Stafford hits you for 22. You get down to the one yard line. Are you expecting – is this a play, this fake spike that you tried a bunch of times? Are you expecting him to do no. it? 
That was just Matthew, man. I think Matthew might have done that one other time. I, I noticed earlier in his career, I think he did it. Maybe it was a rookie year or something similar. But, yeah, nobody – that was not a – you know, I don't know. Coach could have told him to do it on, on the thing, on the, on, the, on the overhead, but I doubt it. That might have just been – that could have just been all Matthew. I know, you know, I never sat back and asked Matthew, like, hey, did somebody tell you to do that? Just because he was just – I guess we're just so overtaken in the moment. We just came back and and, and we, just, we just never had that conversation. But – uh, I was over there tired as crap. I was a little bit concussed because I just got my bell wrong on the one. I'm just over there, just like I just not even had my foot on that on that yard on the on the one yard line. So I'm one size, and uh, and, the, and Matthew's gonna spike it, and then then Reggie's gonna come out here and pound it in, or they're gonna throw me a fade, you know. So uh, you know, I did not expect it, and it was a great way. Oh, it was a great way to end the game. I don't even remember how much time was left on the clock at, during that uh, moment. I th- you had a couple seconds. I think you had a kick, like a little uh, kickoff maybe and kind of ended or something. Okay. I don't think it was a walk-off, but it was close. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, another premier receiver on the other side, Dallas Cowboys, Des Bryant. You guys are kind of like probably a little opposite, but did you see or did you guys know or hear? Uh, did you ever like look at the matchups whenever you're playing on a, a baller receiver? Of course, of course. Couldn't help it, man, because I, I felt like every week we're playing against – I mean, every team has has their, has their has their stud receiver, you know. So, I mean, my division, you had the Green Bays, you know. So, you, you had, uh, you know, you had, you had uh, Greg Jennings. You had Donald Driver at the beginning. You had Jordan Nelson. Um, we had, uh, you know, the Vikings. You know, uh, Greg went over there as well. I'm trying to think who else the Vikings had at the beginning. I forget who they had at the beginning. Um, the Bears had Brandon Marshall. So there's always some top-tier talent that was on the other side of the field that, you know, you always want to compete. Yeah, you're competing against the defense, but at the same time, you definitely want to have a better better game than that guy on the other side, too. Could you sense the frustration on the other sideline fr- from Dez or anything like that? Like, you could always <laughs> peep over there. You hey, ever hey, sense? That 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 uh, Dallas game, man, because there was some stuff said in the paper before the game, and that kind of, you know, I don't let this stuff bother me at all. But I mean, when they, people just talking reckless, like uh, the one of the Ryan brothers, uh, I think he's a D coordinator at the time. I think Dez was over there talking reckless. You know, there's a little give you a little more edge, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more juice. You know, go out there and really want to, you know, you know, inf- you know, inflict some damage on the other team. And uh, I think it was funny just seeing because we were able to literally see. Uh, Dez on the other side, you know, his little pissed off. He was going through it over there. <laughs> oh, Dez and Jason Witten look like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and you guys are having a great time on your side, you know? I mean, it was uh, it was crazy. What was it like seeing Stafford get the ring with the Rams? Are you guys still uh, close? Yeah, man. I, I talked to Matthew during the season. It's funny. I, I had talked to him uh, right before they hit that little lull in the middle of the season, and I was like, bro, man, like, this is, like, you got everything you need to, to win the championship. And, you know, from that point on, we talked a couple more times. I didn't really like the, I don't know, I didn't bother him too much uh, during this playoff run, but I had to keep in contact with him. Just like, Hey man, because like when they're going to that law, just, you know, just encourage him, man. Y'all got everything you need on that team to win and take it all. And for us, all his uh, brothers back here in Detroit, all his old teammates, I can't, I'm pretty sure everybody's was, was ecstatic that he was able to do it. Like, and I think just in the fashion that he did it in that first year that they brought him out here to do exactly what they wanted him to do. So that was that was pretty sweet. Matthew Stafford, Brett Favre, who's more gunslingery? <laughs> oh, uh, 
far, you know, far get out that pocket. Far likes to, you know, he likes to use his legs a lot. You know, that's one thing where I like Matthew, man, you, you use your legs a little bit more. You might win you one or two more. Like, <laughs> but because Matthew's always going to look downfield, but I was like, Matthew, like, he's not the biggest, he's not going to use his legs just to use them. Brett Favre will break that pocket and and, and, and and definitely be ready to run down the field a little bit more probably than Matt. But as far as the arm, man, I can't say – I haven't seen – I mean, shoot, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is probably probably right there. I, I'd say Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Matthew are like kind of the same tier as far as firepower. You know, but Matthew probably throws a little bit faster because I got the fingers to prove it. Woo! Wow. <laughs> Jeez. How hard was it to walk away at 30 when you're still a great player? You're still a pro bowler. How difficult was that? It wasn't difficult. I told myself at the beginning, you know, I had goals. I wanted to play 10, you know, I wanted to have like 10,000 yards and really just have a huge impact, you know, and I was able, I was able to do most of those things except for play to 10. But at the end of the day, it's about quality of life for me. And for me, just going out another year and having to put in all the work, it just wasn't really worth it, you know, and it wasn't not that it wasn't worth it, I didn't feel like fighting through the pain to do what I had to do to get myself ready to go back and play a whole nother season. And, you know, honestly, when I told Coach Caldwell, that was the hardest thing, trying to figure out how I was going to tell him at the, the whole year I knew. You know, I would tell, dropping hints to my homies in the locker room, like, man, I'm, I'm going to retire like Kobe did because the same year that he, he had announced his, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here like Kobe. They didn't believe me. But <laughs> I was coming. I was, I was, it was straight authentic. And, Finally told the coach, you know, at the end of the season in our checkout, um, um, whatever you call them, uh, exit physicals. Um, and I told Coach Caldwell, and he asked me if I was sure. And he just asked one time because, you know, he could see, you know, the weight lifted off the shoulders immediately. You know, it just felt like a free man almost, you know. I don't know if I – I don't know how to describe it. Hell, how else to describe that feeling, you know, just the weight off the shoulders and now I'm free to do what I want to do. And and I thought, you know, just I wanted to just go sit down and do nothing for a while after playing ball, but that didn't last long. You know, that lasts like two weeks. You know, we got we're so built off that just, you know, we're we we've lived structured lives for so long being athletes. Creatures you know, of habit. Always, yes, exactly. We're creatures of habit. And we're just looking for that next thing to do, next thing to accomplish. And so it didn't take me long to really put on the business hat and, and figure out what I really wanted to do. Who's the who's the DB? that you think could play you the best or who did you respect the most? Um, I love playing against Pat P. I was playing against Pat, Pat Peterson, um, Arizona, his rookie year. And I feel like I don't know. I don't understand why the heck, why we played Arizona at Arizona for like every year for like, it was like a five year stretch. Like we're going to Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. I'm like, damn, do they really just want to see this matchup? Cause like, I, I, like, I really don't want to play him. Cause he, I hate playing this dude. Cause he's, he's a big guy. He's not, I mean, he's, when I say big guy, he's like, what, how, what is Pat? Like six foot, six foot one. As a corner, he's a big guy as far long. as he's long, he's powerful, and he's fast. You know, and that, <clears throat> for me, uh, he, he played, he, he varied his technique. You know, sometimes he'll be, he'll be up in your face jam. Sometimes he'll catch. Sometimes he'll play off. And uh, just <clears throat> for, for me as a receiver, just giving me all the different, just keeping me, you know, trying to keep me off my toes a little bit. You know, get me thinking a little bit. That was probably a, that was that wasn't a bad thing. You know, he didn't just dig in and say I'm gonna play this way or that way. You know, he switched it up based off of uh, what I was doing, what the situation was. So just an all around smart player, um, physical player, and you know, I, I I respect the hell out of his game because we had some good uh, battles there. He won some, I won some. How about wideouts that you're liking in today's NFL? <clears throat> 
man, you know, I don't want to don't feel like anybody gets any shade because you don't mention everybody. But, you know, uh, I love right now. I love them kids from uh, the boys who came out of uh, LSU the last, you know, several uh, years. We've got uh, my man in uh, uh, Minnesota. Um, Jeffrey. Jefferson. And then we have uh, my man in Cincinnati. The new boys, the, the, I just love the way they catch the Chase. ball with their hands, the way they the way they run with the ball after, the way they run their routes. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I love, I love, I love it all. I love, I love everything about about their game. Um, <clears throat> guys, like you know, I always try to you know pick out guys that are like my size too, like DKs of the world, uh, Chase Claypool, Knucklehead. Um, I'm trying to think who else out there. I always like to see those guys and what they're doing. You know, so. Um, you know, out of those big guys, I guess DK is probably having the most success. You know, um, hate to see that uh, he lost his quarterback last year in Russell. I thought that might have been a great fit for a little while, but uh, but yeah. Who do y'all got? Who do you who do you who do you who do you got? I I I watched a lot of Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase of Cincinnati is incredible. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he's dude. His his routes are explosive. He's fast. He's quick. He's sneakily big. He's about like a six one, and he. He runs away from people like his yak Mm -hmm. is just it's insane. But like very much like you, just you were so much bigger than everyone. He's doing it on every route. You know, he's going up Moss and dude, he's getting the one on one. He never I think he's getting they started, you know, putting that coverage safety over that too high over him a lot more coming, you know, at the end of the season. But, you know, when he got those one on ones, he would make people pay. And then, you know, I love them. I love, love another thing I love that I'm seeing right now is the quarterback and the receiver combo from college. You know, you're gonna see a little bit of that. So that that chemistry, I mean, I expect those guys to be dangerous for a while. It's just the evolution of the receiver. These receivers are picking it up so much quicker now. And I think it has to uh, the ability I think it has to do with the fact that there's so much information out there now. You know, hey. You could watch how your favorite receiver trains. He's on Instagram. He's doing a story. He's doing this. And when you're a little kid and you're sitting, you practice every single thing, you know, little gym rats, guys that shoot or, you know what I mean? It's just the evolution. You're getting this information, how to take care of your body and the game's, you know, a little safer now. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy because there's a lot of young receivers. Jamar Chase, prime example last year. I mean, this dude put up some crazy, crazy numbers. Right. You, it doesn't seem like he's a rookie. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And that goes to quick. your point with, you know, having his college quarterback in Joe Burrow. That connection, that chemistry, that goes a long way as well. But you're seeing that chemistry develop a lot sooner, I think, because also at the college level, they're doing a lot. It's the games turning into the college game. So it's it's similar, you know, type of offenses, spread, shred this. You know what I mean? One word terms. Let's play fast match up. I mean, you think about it, a lot of people when they go to college, they, they want to know what is this this program going to be doing to help my son or or the kid could be what's going to help me to do to get to the next level. You know, are you are you doing things that's going to help that are going to help, you know, translate to the next level? You know, <laughs> running the triple option is not things that's going to help translate to the next level. But um, some of these programs, they're starting to evolve, like you say, in that way so that those kids can uh, have, have success at an earlier age because they're doing some of the same things. So. Well, why don't you educate this new generation on primitive and and why they should probably be looking into this to potentially get their athletic performance to the best possible factor, make their body feel good. What Electrolytes, is vitamins. What is this? I, I don't, what it, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you a little background. Primitive. Well, our, our name is Primitive because we, we truly believe in plant medicines, and we we see we know that plant medicines were the natural healers from the earliest of ages. People were using plant medicines long time, longs and long times ago. And for me personally, anything natural, anything of this earth can go into my body. Really, I try to keep things that are not that are synthetic away because those things produce a lot of toxins. So that comes that goes the same from with my food too, uh, how I medicate myself. And that's where plant medicines come come into play. And that's why we call ourselves primitive because this is a way of this is a primitive way of uh, of healing people that we're just trying to add innovation to to give people new applications and and specifically in talking about cannabis and what we're doing in that space, uh, we're going to be providing a, a new uh, nano emulsion. And nanotechnology and cannabis is, is kind of new. You see it a little bit on the West Coast, but uh, as, when it comes to cannabis, it just allows the user to have more bioavailability with the product that they're consuming. Meaning that if you took an edible, just for instance, you had an edible, uh, take that edible 45 minutes to an hour to really you know, take its effect. Whereas- a, It should hit you any minute now, edible, right now. <laughs> okay, whereas that, that nano edible is gonna hit you within five to 15 minutes. And why does it do that? Because it's able to bypass the intestinal tract and go straight into your bloodstream. Um, in our visits, you know, we have some relationships with uh, with Harvard, UPenn, um, John Hopkins, and they're part of this International Phytomedicine Institute. And what this is is just a way of uh, finding uh, better healthcare practices around the world to kind of get rid of some of the disparities when it comes to uh, the cost of healthcare. And so just to be a part of a platform like that, you're able to see what they are, how they're advancing plant medicine today and how they're already using what they're called drones, which is this nanotechnology. And they call them drones because they're able to go specifically where they want it to go. And that's because it's able to go through the intestinal tract and get right into the bloodstream and in turn infecting uh, the part of the body that we needed to. Um, <clears throat> but more specifically, when it comes to primitive, we're coming out with a new product line called Primitive Performance, and that's going to feature this uh, nanotechnology that we're talking about. Uh, we're going to have an oral rehydration solution uh, with your vitamins, you know, your vitamin Bs, but it, some of them will have THC and there will be a CBD component as well so that we can go straight to e-commerce and provide this to those who are just looking to elevate their wellness on a daily basis. Well, this sounds amazing. I've also heard it can cure COVID, so get on it right now. It's uh, no, this stuff sounds awesome. So definitely check this out. It's, it's really cool work you're doing. No, yeah, yeah. thank, 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 thank you. When you much. start saying nano, I don't know why, but it instantly put me in the mindset of nano. What was it? The Pagachi or remember those little things that you used to play? Tamagotchi. With? Tamagotchi was. I felt like there was like a nano egg or a nano. Oh, you talking? About <laughs> yeah, just I don't know why. So, so, That's so where small. my mind instantly goes. <laughs> That's but funny. Then, I remember those things. <laughs> it's crazy. But this sounds amazing, dude, man. It sounds like you got things going just like you did on the field. This was an unbelievable game. I remember this game back in 2013, throwing on the box score after we played a game, seeing what the fuck? <laughs> 329 <laughs> yards? What? What's going 14 catches? I think I got that in like five, six, seven games. I mean, what's this guy doing? <laughs> he must be on that primitive. <laughs> I love it. No, hey. It. It's great talking to you, Calvin. Hey, man, you're so insightful. Likewise. I could tell by the way you, you talk about coverage, technique, catch, that this guy wasn't just a freak, wasn't just a fucking just straight monster out there because of his size, speed, able to catch in traffic, all that. It was because he studied the game. He loved the game. It was unfortunate that, you know, the beautiful city of Detroit couldn't give you 
you know, what you, you deserved because you're a generational type talent type player on and off the field. And, and I, I look nothing, I look forward to seeing you succeed. So it was the Lions. It wasn't the, the city of Detroit. It was the Lions. I love the city of Detroit. I know you, you really love it. My dad was a mechanic, right? My dad's a mechanic. That's why I'm wearing a Pontiac hat. Worked on American made cars. When Your dad's from there? No, he's not from there, but Detroit is like a big part of, yeah. you know, our lives because the mo you know, Motor City, yeah. he fixed yeah. American made cars. So mm -hmm. I, I just Detroit, man. Detroit is a good city. It's a great place, man. Yeah. They've revamped the city the last uh, handful of years. It's a great place. Anything else we forget about <sighs> the fake tuck game? Any last things? <laughs> the fake spike game? The fake spike game, nah, man. Matthew, uh, do you like? Should dogs. we call it? We're should we call it a different name? Oh should man, just call it. it just, just put in call it just three twenty nine, man. I three twenty nine. Three twenty nine. Anderson, Flippers, and Flipper Anderson had more than three twenty nine, but it's only because they went in overtime. So See? An official time, like that's the most an official time. You know, it's pretty dope. But Jamar Chase might might break it the way he's playing out here. Got, got me out here nervous. You should have told him to miss the extra points, so you should have gone for 400. <laughs> you know more than anyone. You got to – now, Jamar Chase, he had an unbelievable year, but those fucking coaches are scheming yes. up things in his division. Everyone's going to be looking, hey, this we're got to take this guy out. And that's what even makes it even better, that Calvin Johnson still going in every year was just fucking a monster. Mm -hmm. Thank you, bro, for coming out. Oh man, Thank good to go. see you. You gotta man. send me some primitive. Oh, it's already happening. Already happening. Good. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, I want sir. those nanograms in me. Already. We will we'll take care of both of y'all. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Thank you, Calvin. It was good. It was Thanks, good. bro. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, he's a sweetheart. He's awesome. He he did the Lions, he deserved more from them. I know he had an amazing career. I know he made a ton of money. I know he his stats are insane. I just wish he was in the playoffs more. I wish he was part of an organization that that took better care of him. Yeah, I mean, when you get to know guys like that, that literally did things the right way, worked his tail off. He was probably a guy that didn't say much in the facility, but showed a lot to younger football players through example of practicing hard, performing, you know, each and every week at a consistently high, high, high level, and not being a distraction. I mean, you, you, you. You, you root for those guys. For sure. And also the way he kind of just said, you know, you see how other organizations do things. And we know the types of organizations he's talking about. You played for one. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 always it's always, you know, like when you got a guy that's just an absolute monster and every like physical attribute you can have plus brains like and he's not a dickhead. Yeah. Like. That's a goat. Yeah. Those are those are guys like and, and there's asshole goats, don't get me wrong, but like yeah. he's just a fucking cool ass dude that you root for. For sure. You know, and he's got it looks like he's got his post life going crazy. And I you mean, know what? Quality of life is something and he probably has a great life. Yeah, I got yeah, I I, I get that. You know, yeah. like he didn't have the motivation to going out and, you know, hey, we're gonna go play and for a Super Bowl this year. No, they no. They were right planning golf trips, you know, after the Thanksgiving game that they had to play on, you know, but that's, that's, that's football, man. It's crazy.
What? No. What? Uh, how many times did we? Did we? How did we do that on the prop bet, Jack? Jack, did we? Well, how was our prop bet? I hope you guys at home had the under. We came in at four. Ooh. And we hit five. We needed five. Damn. I thought I had it. Jack, are you sure? You threw one down at the end for sure, but correction. We needed four and a half. Came in at four. So you. I, you I just think said... a couple of those back to backers I may have blended into one. I mean, you can't. It's a debatable. The count ended at four in my book. I'm sorry. Damn. You know, for all the overbetters out there. You know, Jack. <laughs> he don't make the law. He just he just practices and enforces it. It's like one of Hitler's soldiers, little foot soldier. Hey, the um, house always wins. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I guess you hit the under, man. I mean, but you <laughs> look. No one can deny you do love Detroit. It's a cool spot, man. I enjoy. I, I enjoy Detroit. I fucking love Kid Rock. I love Eminem. Yeah, you know Tim <laughs> Allen. I Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Galaxy Jack. Quest was a classic. Tim Allen. They're they're making a new Buzz Lightyear movie. And he's not in it. Is he? He's not in it. No, it's Chris Evans. I, I like Chris. Chris is great. I like Chris. Yeah. I like Chris. Captain America. I, I know he's a Boston guy. Yeah. Me and Chris, no, he, we're actually pretty friendly with each other. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> what, what, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's still. I grew up with you know. Reddit's having a field day with this. Chris Evans and Julian Edelman have had gay sex. We had socks on. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. So he had two playoff appearances. Uh, Calvin Johnson, 731 total receptions. You heard the stats before. 83 touchdowns. Two playoff games. He should have. And look, I mean, those numbers for someone who retired at 30 are insane. Yeah, it is. But we've already gone over this. It's the motivation factor, the quality of life. That is, I mean, I love Detroit, but it's hard to play there. How hard is it to walk away from the game, someone in your situation versus someone in his? Uh, I think it's, I, I, I left every, I mean, it sounds equally the same. He felt like he left everything on the field. And he, he chose that. I mean, I felt like I had nothing else to play for. He felt like he same same thing, you know. It's yeah. the energy output to what you're gonna get out of it. And and you know that you just you break down, you get old, you you, you smarten up, you know. It doesn't feel great to not be able to walk until Thursday. And he was, you know, getting beat up every week. He didn't miss many games. Well, we're talking about guys who got beat up, like another guy like Terrell Davis, you know, short unbelievable career. Um, unbelievable career, short. And then you have guys who thrived on, you know, longevity. Oh, Barry Sanders, another one, by the way. Longevity, durability, uh, guys like Frank Gore. Like, what, uh, what, what do you make the difference of those? A lot of it's luck. A lot of it's, you know, some guys are wired different. Yeah. You know, there's guys that are... Frank Gore just loves to compete. That guy just loves to play football. And he's not really like human. And when, especially when you're a running back, taking the hits that he did for as long as he has. You know, and then some guys are different. You know, just people are different. And, and, and you never know where that competitive... Because, like, once he said he started talking about it, when you start talking about retirement, you're done. Yeah. And that's what everyone says in, in the locker room. When you don't, don't start talking about it. Hey, don't, 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 don't start talking. When you start talking about it, you're done. You're you start, gone. Cause you, you mentally get out of it. it and yeah. You can't be half in half out at that game. Cause it doesn't matter how big, how fast, whatever. If you're not fully committed 
to like going in and working your ass off and doing everything you have. Like that's how you get hurt. Of course. You know, it's not, you can't, it's not, I don't know how other sports are. I didn't play professionally in other sports, but like you have to be on all the time. And when you're not, that's usually when bad shit happens. Absolutely. The top wide receivers of all time, NFL's top 100 rankings has Calvin Johnson number eight. Where do you put Megatron? Does that look right to you or do you think he should be higher or lower? What do you think? That's tough. So many great receivers. They have Jerry Rice one, Don Hudson two, Randy Moss three, uh, Lance Allworth at four, Steve Largent, T.O. at six, Larry Fitz at seven. I mean, so many great. Marvin Harrison's nine. Yeah, you know, it, it's with the receiver position for me, you know, you know, you know, number one, it's like, it's got to be Jerry. It's Jerry. How, what do you think about putting Randy too or no? See, I don't, I, I have to watch more Don Hudson. I, yeah, I don't really know anything about you know, him. And, and that could be recent, like, re, what is it, recency bias? Yeah, yeah. You know, just because Steve Largent was awesome. And I don't know, I don't, I, I gotta lie, I gotta watch more uh, Allworth. You know, but the guy, I mean, Randy's, Randy was pretty insane too. Freak. You know, and he Especially did it with the Vikings, man. Vikings, Pats, he had, he the set a record. With the Pats, yeah. You know, the Raiders, he was good for a little bit. And then he, you know, but, you know, Randy Moss was an absolute freak. And I have a bias because I saw in practice how he was. So, of course. You but know, would you take, how about T.O. or Calvin Johnson? Who would you want on your team? I'm taking Calvin Johnson. And, yeah. and, and it's not just because of athletic performance or, or size, speed, numbers, this, you know, like we never heard about anything bad about him. Right. You know, you're, you're going to get an insane receiver and no drama and, and no drama. You're not, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's a big thing. And that's what I've been, that's what I, that's what I was around. You know, that's what I've been brainwashed into because of, you know, the, the the organization I played for, like, I was always taught distractions will fucking murder you. And we had so many goddamn distractions from gate this, gate that, fucking that. For sure. Like, we always had distractions, but you like. You need that. Because there's always going to be a distraction. The more you can eliminate them, the more you can worry about football. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. No drama. Roman Polanski's a great director. Might sleep with a minor. Give me Steven Spielberg. That's what I say. Guaranteed product. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be big box office for sure you know it's yeah best nickname in the nfl we got megatron the refrigerator sweetness, sweetness. that's a good one broadway joe is prime so time good. prime time is good the bus is a good one uh minitron's a damn good one that wasn't like my real one though <laughs> minitron's kind of fun it was kind of like a parody i was like you know what that's kind of like what it's kind of like when steve uh swayze and farley they did the like uh, Chippendales <laughs> thing, and like it's like a, it's a fucking joke. All right, that's what that is. Minitron it's, is a joke. It's not a joke. You you were you were a machine, man. I I got I got to vote Broadway Joe as a New Yorker. It's just so iconic, you know. I I loved Sweetness. I thought that was always pretty cool. And then also I loved Primetime. Primetime. You can't go wrong with Primetime. Prime. I mean. That's that's what everyone wants to you play. Love, in. You, I mean, he was one of your guys growing up. He was up one too. of my guys, yeah. bro. I used to have his shoes. Used to have his jersey. Two sport guy too. Two sport guy. The fact that Dion and Bo Jackson played two sports well. I think Dion Dion played in the same day an NFL game and a baseball game. I think is that Jack? Do we get a little? 
Dion and didn't he play a didn't he helicopter? I believe he did. And they made a thirty for thirty about it. Dion are they allowed? Are you allowed to do that anymore? Absolutely not. Probably that's insane. Unless you're that good. If you're that good, where you could say worst nickname OJ the Juice, I'd go with uh, OJ the Murderer is a worse nickname <laughs> than the Juice. <laughs> oh, OJ. Jack, what do we forget? Let's see here. Um, we mentioned the Harlem Shake early on that uh, the meme dance that gained popularity in 2013. That is nothing to do with the original Harlem Shake developed in the 80s. To me, that's the real Harlem Shake. Um, we mentioned the Michael Douglas in the game <laughs> that did indeed take place in San Francisco. Thank you. The Ford Museum, largest indoor-outdoor museum complex in the world out nice. there in Dearborn. Yeah. Um, I'll correct myself. Calvin Johnson, 21, not 22. I'm sorry. I gave you Ooh, I, sh- I should have known that, though. Ah, that one's on me, brother. Um, we mentioned Patrick Peterson. He's a, a long six-foot-one. Calvin hated going up against him. Uh, they also played six times over the course of Calvin's career. Detroit lost all six, unfortunately. Ooh, ugh, damn. And then, uh, oh, we talked. We were talking Nano, the Tamagotchi Nano, released in 2010. Well done. See, I knew there was. You a know, Tam- you're right. Never thought we'd bring up Tamagotchi, but you, this is <laughs> this is a podcast where we reminisce. We think back of old times, weird trends, movies, games, music. I love it. And then one last one here, Julian. We mentioned. Uh, diva tactics from wide receivers earlier i gotta ask you what's your biggest diva tactic mine was always like behind the scenes like in the facility at work if i if if i knew like i could always tell on wednesday just through the game plan through personnel groups who they were trying to get the ball to and who they weren't and you're a competitor you want the fucking rock and so sometimes you know chattio would have to ring me back be like, hey, bro, you can't be fucking doing this. Chad O'Shea, he's, he's a coach over in Cleveland right now. And, uh, you know, I, but like that's that that gives you an example of having the ecosystem of coaches and shit like, hey, this isn't going to cut it. If you get if the big man sees you're acting like this, yeah, you know, they're going to get you the fuck out. He's of doing here. it for you. He's doing it for me. He yeah. put me in my place to let me, you know, like, and then, then I recalibrate me. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, my bad. Coach, you know. But you know, those are I didn't do anything really on the field. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, it sounds to me just like you're a competitor. That's pretty healthy, honestly. Tom would always he would always say other shit. If like I, what? If Jewel doesn't get the ball in the first quarter, like I have to see these little fucking faces from him. Like, all right, bro. <laughs> I don't know. We have to maybe maybe if Tom comes on and does our podcast. I mean, we got both Manning guys. We got Brewski. I mean, we get uh, Tom. We he's, busy. he's Tom. busy. He's busy. He's busy. You're very busy. You're still playing, but we'd like to see you on this podcast. He's prepping for calling games right now. He's prepping for a season. He's got well, what, Brady what better brand. way to prep than to do broadcasting with his old teammate Julian Edelman? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't. I'd be his weatherman or something. Be his what? That'd be a great gig. Yeah. Let's name this game. Yeah. I think it's a three-two-nine game. He said it. He said it. Three-two-nine regular time. Most yeah. in a most in a most in a game. Yeah. No overtime. Just three-two-nine. Let's score it. Stakes. Low stakes. It's a regular season. Yeah, game. Yeah, it's a five stakes. Even even five is kind of. Yeah. I, I go three point five. Three five. Low stakes. 
three five star power. I mean, we got we got Calvin, we got Stafford, we got Romo, we got Dez, we uh, Jason Witten. We got some Bush. big names here. Yeah, Reggie Bush is a star. But who's gonna be Hall of Famers there? Matt Stafford, Megatron, Witten. Witten will be probably one. Absolutely. Yeah. Witten. Yeah. All right. So star Tyron power. Smith, what? Maybe. Who? Tyron Smith, maybe. Tyron maybe, Smith. Yeah. They got some linemen, too, over in those Cowboys teams that are, you know, you got to give some shout out to the Hogs. So we do, what do we do? We always ah, talk about- Star power six. Six. Gameplay. It's good. I mean, anytime someone goes for 329 and it ends like this, you got to give props to the gameplay. And anytime you got Matthew Stafford fake spiking, jumping in, no one in, in the arena knows he's doing it. He goes full rogue, rogue one over here, and fucking pulls- Pulls that trick. Underrated Star Wars flick, too, Rogue One. It's honestly one of the better new ones. It's the best new one. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. For sure. Don't you think, guys? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, all right. I haven't uh, seen it. Well, Jack, you haven't seen it? No, I it's gotta solid. get on that. It's a good movie. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Yeah. Star Trek guy or no? Eh. You don't Fantasy? like stars. You like eh. uh, Lord of Rings? I like, reality. I like shit grounded in reality. BDSM? <laughs> <laughs> you know back to gameplay we'll give it uh we'll give it a seven the name 329 i think like a six six what do you think six eight six point eight really this is an excuse to celebrate the great megatron more that, than anything calvin so megatron the name megatron i'll give a i'll give a high ass score to but the name's the 329 is not as yeah yeah so what's that come out to jackie 5.825 5.9. All right. Well, it was, it was a good one. It was a, And he was great. He was great. And that's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we're entertaining you by now. Hopefully we got it. some good shit going. I think, I think we're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you to our sponsors. You guys make this thing go. And make sure to follow us on all the social platforms. At Games With Names, write a review, click, like, swipe, whatever they do, do. Do it all. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morell. Thanks for listening, guys.